Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Hi, Waiting Warriors. Welcome to another podcast. We have a really interesting, I'm super curious of how this um, interview will go today. We have Kim Reeves. She is quite an accomplished woman and there are so many things. I'm just going to let you list all the things, Kim. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, So my name is Kim Reeves and I am a Air Force Guard wife. My husband's been in the Air Force for uh, 13 years and I also have a undergraduate degree in history and a minor in Hebrew, a master's of business, and I just recently last year finished a law degree at the University of Utah. That's just, I can't even fathom. I got my bachelor's and I felt pretty good about that. And I also felt pretty worn down because I had two kids. But how many kids do you have? So we have five kids. Um, They're two to 13. So my two-year-old was born pretty much right in the middle of law school. That's incredible. Yeah, I I think crazy is probably a better (laughs) word. But, you know, it was was what we chose to do. Yeah. But I, I like that perspective. It is a little crazy. But, like... Are any really great accomplishments? I feel like they take just a little bit of crazy. Like I believe that. We, you know, my, my husband also has a lot of education. So we, we've spent probably, oh geez, 13 of the last 15 years with one or both of us in mostly grad school. Um, and we always laugh about you know, what makes you, you know, what, what people that get through all have in common is that we're just too stupid and stubborn to quit. (laughs) (laughs) And, and we, you know, we, we push through my husband's grad work between deployments and trainings and uh, through mine in there between deployments and trainings and kids. And just because we thought, hey, you know, if we don't push through and do it, we won't do it. Yeah. And, And life has to happen. And this is what we want. So we just kept plugging. Okay, so you keep on plugging, but how do you do that? How do you have two two of the parents in grad school multiple times with multiple deployments, a number of kids? How do you, I mean, handle that? How do you juggle everything? How do you make sure everything gets done? How do you continue to thrive as a family? Um. Well, I mean, my first response to that is uh, you don't in some ways. Not everything gets done. I mean, you kind of have to realize that there are sacrifices made along the way. Um, And sometimes those sacrifices are nutritious meals. I mean, we've had cereal for dinner a lot. (laughs) And my kids do not complain about that. But (laughs) I I have to be okay with that, you know. And um, there were a lot of times. There was... um, one of my husband's deployments to Iraq, I was still working on my master's and I had to lean really heavily on the community 
for that. And I remember um, it just Tuesday nights being so frustrating and hard because I had class, he was gone, I had little kids. And Tuesday night is when all the youth in our community have activities. And so trying to find a babysitter for Tuesday nights, I just would spend hours on the phone sometimes trying to find someone until fortunately, um, a a new lady, um, a lady married, um, actually another military officer in our neighborhood, a widow, widower, and um, he married this lady and she moved in and she took pity on me and said, well, I'll watch your kids every Tuesday. Um, even though you don't know me very well. And she's become my absolute best friend. Hmm. And she really kind of stepped up when he was gone and she understood and she, uh, she was there for me, you know, and at various other points, I had family members step up and help um, both with childcare and um, had neighbors sometimes bring in food. I mean, it's really hard to do something like what we've done without community and that that's one of the reasons that we've actually really enjoyed the air force um is when we are away you know and doing deployments we also get a fair amount of support from the unit and the support and the families around mm-hmm. i mean we all kind of help take care of each other's kids and there's been times that um you know they've stepped up and helped and helped you know, provide school supplies and things so that I didn't have to go back to school shopping. I, I have to tell you, I'm a huge proponent of this online grocery pickup and Amazon Prime now. I mean, those, I, those are lifesavers for me. Yeah, we're on the tail end of a deployment right now. And I have been inside a store once since he left. And that was only this Saturday. And that was only because a friend was watching my three older kids. So I only had my four month old baby. Otherwise I wouldn't have done it. I have so much cardboard going through my house and I don't regret any, (laughs) any bit of it, any bit of it. That's right. Good for you. you I remember earlier deployments just being like, okay, we're, we're going to Costco, you know, and I'd load up my, my three oldest were, uh, four, two and a year old. Um, for one of our Iraq deployments and I'd put him in the car and we'd go to Costco and we'd buy a rotisserie chicken and we'd, we'd eat dinner at Costco and then bring the rotisserie chicken home. And that was dinner for a few days. And then I'd make soup out of it, you know? So yeah. it was like, okay, how can we, how can we maximize not having to cook and not having to leave? And yeah, and that, there's all that in there. How can I reduce the amount of times I have to buckle and unbuckle my toddler is a very real question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And time of day, you know, like, Hey, can't drive anywhere. It's too late in the afternoon. They'll fall asleep and be up all night. Yeah. And those, those are all real, real mama concerns for sure. Yeah. So how has your family, do you feel like your dynamic as a family or even as a couple has um, been affected by your circumstance? Yeah, it has. So, um, I was thinking about that. And one of the big things I do have to say, and you can take this as a pro or con, but because my husband would be stepping out for deployments and trainings, um, 
so like I said, we, we're, we've been in for 13 years, and of that 13 years, we've spent almost eight years on active duty orders. So, I mean, there's a lot of in and out, in and out for us, um, which is something that um, if you aren't in the guard or have that guard perspective, sometimes you don't realize that you have those transitions. So we kind of developed a routine that, um, you know, I, I take care of everything in the house. You know, the routine is mine. I set it. And we, we try to minimize what we, we call it reentry, you know, when he comes mm-hmm. home and, and now is throwing a wrench in the routine. <laughs> and, um, you know, to some extent for him, he had to let go of some things and I had to take up some things. And then when he gets home, I have to let some things go. And, and that all takes conscious decision-making, you know, and if, and if you don't do it consciously, um, I found there's, you know, that's where the stress comes. That's where um, some of that reentry fighting and tension comes is, you know, you get used to when your husband's gone, you get used to, you don't have to tell anybody where you're going or when you're coming home, you can decide to come home late and nobody cares, you know, and then now you have another adult around who cares. Um, yeah. And they have a schedule that they have to maintain, and you're a part of that. So that the the military service, I think, in a lot of ways, has made me more. I want to use the word independent. Um, kind of a if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And um, to some extent, I've always respected if he wants to do it, he does it. You know, and, and we talk to each other, we communicate with each other, but it's, we don't have a relationship where we ask for permission. Um, we always kind of are surprised or we kind of laugh, you know, when we have friends say, oh, I got to go ask my wife or oh, I have to go ask my husband. And, I, and that's just not our relationship. Um, so I, you know, I have to say he's been super supportive of everything I've wanted to do. And I have been supportive of his military career and um, given him the flexibility to um, go on some of these things, some of these deployments he's volunteered for. Um, wow. And it's been one of those things where, uh, you know, the, I feel like the military has been a blessing in our life with, you know, the benefits and the training and, and the experience. But um yeah, I mean, that dynamic, I think if he wasn't stepping out, I think we maybe would have a more traditional, like, his roles, my roles kind of thing, where um, I definitely feel like I manage the kid's schedule, and, he, you know, I just tell him what I need, and he does it. But there, there's not this competition of him trying to manage, me trying to manage. So, so would you say you wear the pants? That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I generally only wear pants, but no, um, to some, I don't know that I'd necessarily say that either. I mean, it's not, again, it's not, he's not asking me for permission to do things. I'm not the one that vetoes things. It's, it's more of just a, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's more like, you know, how you maybe approach a a coworker or something like an equal equal ranked coworker. You you don't mm-hmm. tell them what to do. They don't tell you what to do. You each have your jobs. Like his job is to, you know, he brings home the bulk of our paychecks and um there are certain he generally he has a garden. I don't touch his garden. 
you know, um, he can ask me when he's deployed to help make sure his garden doesn't die. And that's about all I promise is making sure it doesn't die. Um, you know, the, the garage is his realm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe we kind of have our spheres that we take care of. And then when we're a family together, we just, you know, I, I definitely, I, you know, I take care of making sure the kids are enrolled in sports and enrolled in music, the music lessons we want. But then we sit down as a family every week and figure out who's driving who, where, and when. I like that. Cause it, I mean, I, I don't know if it's considered non-traditional or what, but I feel like, cause I said where, who wears the pants in, in jest, but that's really how people think about it, but that's a difficult way to think about it when you're a military family, because to have one person constantly in charge doesn't work. And it's very isolating and lonely in, in our, the circumstances that we're thrown into. So I like that you've, you've learned how to ebb and flow to make it a team effort to make, but still it's, it's a team effort, but that can be broken up and stand up on its own. Yeah. Well, and for us, it definitely is a team effort. You know, when we made the decision, um, the law school was right for me, you know, the, that our family, that we would do it now instead of maybe waiting later when the kids were older. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that was my decision. I mean, my decision to go to law school, but it was a family decision how we were going to deal with it. And, um, and my husband, I mean, he facilitated that. I mean, he, he did all of the driving that needed to happen. He, you know, really stepped up and was there and put off. Um, we were able to put off some military uh, commitments until after I was done. Um, just so that he could be there. I mean, we weren't able to put off a deployment. He did end up deploying while I was in law school. Um, but we essentially for law school had to live apart to make it work with his job and where the law school was. Um, because we live in Idaho Falls, but the closest law school is down in Salt Lake City in Utah. It's four hours away. Oh, wow. So I lived with family for the bulk of law school and he would, you know, drive back and forth um, sometimes two or three times a week from Salt Lake city to Idaho falls. So that was, you know, a huge sacrifice on his part um, to be there for us and keep his job. And, and it was something that we had to do and we had to approach it with our kids that this is a team effort. You know, we're, we're doing this as a team. And uh, the benefits, hopefully, of me going to law school will benefit the whole family. And we kind of, I mean, we think, I mean, there's financial reasons why we think it will benefit our family and being able to pay for college educations. And we, we were very open with our kids with that. Um, and then also, just that we felt like it was the right thing to do. And this is how we support each other. And, and our kids really, I want to say they bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's quite the right way to say it, but, um, you know, we, we were, we were kind of that team and, and just had to roll with it. And it was, there was, there was some months that it was just awful and other months that it was, 
not and um you know our kids really stepped up my older kids really stepped up to help get things done and um, both of our families really stepped up we both had um, parents and family members you know step in and volunteer time and resources and my my sister-in-law is a gifted pianist and um, she volunteered to actually come to my house to teach my kids piano lessons instead of me taking them there which just was huge for me so yeah it's definitely a team effort Mm -hmm. do you feel like you guys as a family are closer like directly because of these experiences I think so. Um, I hope so. I feel like my husband and I are. Um, I always laugh with him that, you know, after not only the deployments, but especially after law school and the separation that we have to go through, you know, every time he leaves, I uh, am reminded that I actually like him (laughs) and want to keep him around. So, you know, we get through that reentry when he gets home. I sometimes have to you know, that re-entry, you're like, will you just leave again? You yeah. know, but, but really, no, like you, you get to be in that position where you can identify, no, that I really enjoy him and um, enjoyed getting to talk to the, him on the phone. I mean, we, we are just old enough that his first deployments, we didn't have the ability to talk on the phone. And our last deployment um, to the Middle East, I was able to talk to him via FaceTime yeah on iphones every day and um when our fifth child was born he was still deployed and we were able to you know facetime him in to the birth and that i just the technology has just really facilitated that you know it's kind of like what i imagine people having a pen pal you know back in the day yeah (laughs) you know you get to have that communication without and really get to know someone without the maybe the day-to-day stress of managing kids and life and family. We, we got to just, you know, get to know each other better more and more and more and, you know, help, help each other through when we were having dark weeks. And yeah, I, I, I think we're closer. Which is, I like, I love hearing that because I, it's obviously has been really hard. Like you said, like there were some months that just really sucked and yeah, there's no, there's no beating around the bush with that. But I like that you guys haven't shied away from the heart at all. You've, instead of shying away from it, which I feel like a lot of people do, they think, well, this will be hard on our marriage. This will be hard for our family. But you guys have a, they have the approach of it. It will be hard, but so let's stay away from it. And instead, it sounds like you guys have had the approach of this is going to be hard, but there are benefits from it. And there will be blessings. So how can we make this work? How can we get to the other side and be better off? You know, there's two principles that I actually very firmly believe in. um, One of which being that all things of value in life are hard. Um, The other one being you really love what you serve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for us, you know, we have a deep love of our country and we, we feel like we serve and we sacrifice for our country. And I have a deep love for my husband and I feel like I serve and I sacrifice for him. And I believe that he feels the same about me and we love our children and we sacrifice for them and serve them. 
and um, all of these things are hard. And but the reality is, is they're worth it. You know, it's on any single day it can be more than you think you can bear, but then you get to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes people ask me, you know, how do you how do you do this? How did you do this? You know, especially with the law school and the deployment and the baby, it was like this this yeah perfect hurricane of I cannot believe this is how this turned out. And I would look at people who, I, I mean, I did, I did kind of get sick of people looking at me like I was crazy. And it was always just like, wow, you know, the eyes get big kind of thing. And they're like, wow, that's incredible. And what they're communicating to me is you're, you know, what crazy, right? Yeah. And, and I'm okay, I can accept the crazy. But I tell people, I'm like, what are my alternatives? Should I roll over and die? Do I just not wake up? of course we're going to get through this. It's going to end. Every deployment ends. Every, you know, school ends, you know, and I, I had the option of course of taking the year off, but we looked at that and said, you know, if I take the year off for the deployment and the baby, then we're a year, you know, it's another year, we just added on another year at the end so that we have to live like this. So just, you know, buckle down, put your head down and get to work. You know, we just get through this. And, and honestly, I think if it had been my first child, I probably would have gone to pieces with the idea of him not being there for the birth. Yeah. Um, by number five, um, you know, I, I've nursed my babies and I, we kind of, I, like okay you know like baby is with mom you know dad mm -hmm. can't nurse the baby you know there's no reason to you know get worked up about the fact that he's not here when I'd have to do most of it anyway oh. <laughs> yeah. you know and um it was sad I actually in a lot of ways um am very sad for him for what he lost and yeah. being gone and that time um, especially with infants, they change so much that, um, you know, th there is a little bit of sadness um, for time lost. And the honest truth is with law school, it was so intense. Um, and I kind of look back at the three years now, and I've, I've been out of school for over a year now. And I look back at that window, and I don't have a ton of memories of my children. Um, I have some some prominent ones, some snapshot ones, but in a lot of ways, it's like they all got three years older in a blink of an eye, and that was the sacrifice. You know, there's there's kind of uh, a realization, I think, on both of my part and my husband's part that we lost that, and that was the sacrifice for making the decision that we made, and we just hope that it's worth it in the mm -hmm. end, you know. That's it. That's what we're experiencing right now. My husband left just after our fourth daughter was born. And he, I mean, he's an involved dad, but you, like you said, like I nurse, so they're with me all the time. And, but it's still, it's been really interesting to, th this deployment has made us realize more of the loss. Just, yeah. you know, it, before we've thought of the separation as the hardest part 
Um, but this has really showed us the loss in time and yeah. just experiences and it hits home. But I, I, I appreciate what you said that it's just you, all we can do is hope that it's worth it and try not to dwell on that loss too much. Um, That's right. but it, it is hard and it, it's really hard. And, um, I think you'll find, you know, if, if you're kind of like me, you will look back and think, Oh, he missed that. That's so sad. Yeah. You know, and, and I think a lot of people, I think most people who um, aren't involved with the military don't understand that, you know, the, the, they cognitively think, Oh, you're gone. You're this, Oh, your poor family. But you know, how many people actually take a minute to think about what the time with their children is worth? You know, we, we laugh as parents sometimes about how hard our toddlers are, or how obnoxious our tweens are, you know, teens are, you know, any of these things without thinking about like, what would you do if you had six months or nine months or 18 months without them? You know, where all you got to do is see them on the phone which again, that's a huge, huge, um, huge miracle, yeah. huge miracle blessing of modern medicine, modern, modern, medicine, modern <laughs> technology. <laughs> There's blessing of some modern medicine too in there, but um, you know, it is, it's hard. And um, like I said, we just, we just hope it's worth it. Fortunately, unfortunately for us so far, our kids haven't seemed to resent it yet. <laughs> No permanent damage then. Hope so. Hope so. <laughs> no permanent uh, damage. I, I think it is healthy for kids to see their parents sacrificing for higher, higher ideals. Yeah. You know, not, um, this isn't like, oh, we're saving to buy a trip or a, a trinket. You know, we, we sacrifice as a family. And I think in a lot of ways that this helped my kids kind of invest in our country as well. Yeah. You know, they, they know that sacrifice is real. And um, they have a lot of respect and honor for soldiers. That's so good. I love that. So what, what is your key to thriving that you would share with your fellow waiting warriors? Take one day at a time. Um, don't be afraid to bite off big projects or big goals. Um, now is as, better, as best of time as any. <laughs> five, five years from now, you're five years older, whether you work towards your goals or not. So, um, take a leap of faith, bite off, start with a little bit, um, if you need to, and just keep going, you know, and, and when you have those dark days, you got to keep focus that those pass and the goals are worth it and that you're worth it as a person, as an individual, you're worth achieving your goals and you're worth, um, investing in too. You know, I, I tell people, Marry someone who's as, as interested in investing in you as you are mm. investing in them. You know, if someone just wants you to be there for them to serve them, you know, they're not investing in you. And where does that put you? I mean, I actually think that leads to more depression and problems, you know, when, you, when you're not working towards something. So I always say, just start. Just, just get 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 that nose under the tent, you know, and, and just plug, plug along. And if, if you have to take a break, that's okay. Just get back on, you know, don't, don't let your breaks become 
too long that you're afraid to go back. Um, don't live life in fear. You know, fear is what holds us back from accomplishing so much. I think we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of, um, you know, we're afraid of the time commitment. We're afraid of the financial commitments, you know, where there's, there's a list of things that we can be afraid of and how am I going to work this out and how am I going to work this out? And, you know, and, and I'll be honest, like I have a huge amount of respect for my law school um, classmates. And there were times when I envied that most of them got to focus solely on their education and, and put that time in. But I knew, you know, my time was divided and I had to be okay with that. And it didn't mean I couldn't do it. Um, and I had to set realistic expectations. I didn't have to be number one in my class. You know, I didn't, I just had to set realistic expectations for me and my circumstance. And I think if, if people can do that, it doesn't matter if it's a, a hobby, a skill, an educational goal, um, a job goal, you know, like you can, you can work into these things and you, you can accomplish them. I'm like all jazzed up now, guys. (laughs) Cause, cause I think we, at least the military spouses that I've talked to, we really easily do that to ourselves. We get afraid of taking a bite of anything because a PCS is coming up or they have a really bad shift right now or a deployment is coming up or you're in the middle of a deployment or you are in the middle of a deployment and you have four kids and one of them is a brand new newborn. (laughs) Like it is hard, but I think you're right. It's worth, it's worth the ride. It's worth getting back on the horse and um, life is so much better when you have something that gives you life. Yeah. Well, and it's also important too, to enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed law school. I enjoyed the company of my peers. I enjoyed, um, you know, just the intellectual rigor. Um, I didn't, I didn't approach law school as this chore that had to be done. It was something I wanted to do. Um, And it was something I valued um, because I knew what I was sacrificing to do it. Um, So I think sometimes we think of our, well, I really should do this and it's going to take this amount of time. And then you kind of build this resentment towards, you know, these things that you feel like you should do. Yeah. Um, When all of these, a lot of these things, I guess I can, you can't say everything that we might do in our life, but I think most of the things we do in our life are um, things that we need to learn to enjoy. Um, Whether that's, again, picking up a new hobby, picking up a new skill, picking up a new degree, you know, enjoy the journey. Um, If we're always waiting for the end of this PCS or the end of this deployment, you're always looking to the future and you're not living now. You're not enjoying what there is to enjoy right now. Um, and I know there's some really terrible places you can get PCS, but you know, find something, you know, find the people, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, the weather that you hate, just really value and enjoy that air conditioner unit and splurge on something, you know, like find something to love everywhere that you are. I love that. Oh my goodness, Kim, thank you so much. Thank you for the encouragement and um, just kind of showing us that the example and showing us that we can do really hard, but incredible things. Thank you. 
You're I welcome. Really that. So thank you so much. Waiting warriors go out there, go take a bite of something. If you are sitting on something and you have something that you wanted to do, but a PCS is coming, but your husband has a really bad shift or whatever it is, just take that bite. Even if it's just a little nibble, just a little nibble. Kim, Kim says we can do it. So I think we can. You can, you, you can do more than you think you can. That, that is what life has taught me so far. Amen. You are stronger than you think. Exactly. I love it. Well, all you waiting warriors, go take that bite. Go take that bite of life. Be strong. And you guys have a great week. Thanks, Kim. Thank you for having me. Hey, everyone. I have a favor to ask. If you have enjoyed this podcast, can you leave a review and subscribe? I promise it just takes a second and that will help more people find this podcast. Also, I'd love for you to join us in our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com slash the waiting warrior, click groups, and then the waiting warriors. Until next time, have an awesome day.